Welcome to the Online Presence Podcast, where we bring you mind-blowing and heart-opening insights to help you sell more of your life-changing offers with ease. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, a sales funnel and message energetic strategist, and for those curious, a one-thief generator living in sunny California. I help life-first personal brand entrepreneurs who are tired of putting their life last on the path to growth to make sure to help you to design high-converting marketing around your life and not the other way around. Together, we'll dive into the deep world of compelling funnels and messaging that moves people like poetry. Join me as we explore everything that an online presence covers, from new sales copy angles to nervous system regulation during scaling, to even the horror stories between balancing work and travel, to even tarot cards. We cover it all. And the best part? We'll do it together, as it's my mission to help convert your next 100 lifetime buyers. So tune in. Take notes and let's elevate your online presence to the next level. All right. So excited to have you on the podcast, Jamar. This has been a long time in the making and I know what comes through here is going to be just like what everyone needs to hear around YouTube because it is the unsung hero of lead gen. It really is. Yes. I'm so hyped to be here. Thank you for having me. Look, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to drop some gems, honey. Okay. (laughs) I am so here for it. And for those who are curious, I mentioned this to all of my guests who come on the podcast where um, depending on if they want it or not, they get a free reading from me on their service, just knowing like the energy of it, how it feels for them and also what it needs for them to hear in order to sell more of it. So Jamar was one of the few who wanted to bring it in. And I want to always start the, this this container with it. So that way, one, the person can hear more about you, but two, you can see how it feels for you. And then we can dive into the tactical stuff because- why not have both in life? Come on. Yes. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> so for those who don't know, I talk about this and it comes through very much in a poem style. So some of the first few readings come through as a few lines are more sentences. When I actually ask what it wants from you, it's more poem based. So you'll hear that. But we'll start with for your management service. The first card that came in was share your voice. So this is from the deck with Rebecca Campbell, it's share your voice. It's come out of the cave persecution expression. So this was a really interesting card. And the first thing that came through whenever I get this card pulled normally means that there's something that you haven't shared or that you might be holding back from sharing in line from like fear people won't get it, or it might be too vulnerable. And like seeing that come through as a way of just like allowing yourself to kind of be set on the sidelines of allowing something to come through even further. So that was the first card to come through that mm. felt like for this service specifically, there's something that you have either had in your mind, it's been kind of like in your throat ready to go, but there's something like holding you back from sharing it further. Yep, there is. <laughs> there it really is. Do I give feedback now or do I wait till you pull the other? You or, can, or, give, you can okay. give feedback like a quick one for this and we'll do like the, the part at the end. So mainly does yeah. this resonate for you on this first It part? does resonate. Most okay. of it is I don't always talk about the results we, we give mm. for our clients enough <laughs> because I'm afraid people won't get it or they, or they're, they have different priorities of what it, what is success for them. So they don't really get the work that we're doing and how impactful it is. That's all happens in my mind sometimes. And so, but I've been working on actually fighting that and actually sharing more about it. So yeah. It's, that's why I love this work. It's funny, even though I know obviously the work that you do, a lot of these cards I pull very much like separate. So I never know the context for it. It's mainly just me giving you the information. So I'm, I love that that kind of like hit the, the nose there. The other two cards, these two cards specifically are from 
um, a card deck specifically for entrepreneurs. So it's like an Oracle card deck for entrepreneurs, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So this first one was the golden arrow, which means focus on a specific target. It usually means you're spread thin a bit. There's too many things kind of happening when it comes to your goals or whatever it might be. And it's really asking for you for, for this service specifically to allow yourself to sink into like, what is the core thing you're wanting right now and allow yourself to to not just like share that, but also focus on it, allow yourself to have a little bit more direction with that. And paired with the card of trust your gut, your body knows the truth. Again, it's, this is hard because I can make parallels based on what we talked about earlier, but I think it's important to realize that as strategists at heart, it's very easy for our brains to have so many ideas like every hour that a lot of the times we get stuck in our own mind and don't really really live in our bodies that often when usually the the simpler truths come from when we're more present and this is kind of a reminder for you for whatever ideas or things you're trying to do to like help this service or grow this business to give yourself more time to like tap into your body when it comes like what actually feels good for you or what just feels like you should be doing it what are those things that are kind of coming through that are more is your brain trying to tell you the things that you should be doing versus mm -hmm. what actually feels good and generative for you for the long term for this so that's the card there's a little bit of a reading after this but for the cards how is this feeling yeah this feels really good this feels like really i resonate with all of this <laughs> Again, it's really hard when like, it feels almost like I'm cheating sometimes when I know after I pull the cards, because I pull these always before we start the call and everything. So it's like, I start to see the links of everything as we start talking. I'm like, I promise I didn't know this stuff before, before I pulled. I just, it just lines up that way. No, I love it. I love it. It's, it's really hit like hitting home for me. <laughs> okay, great. So this part is where it gets a little bit more intangible for a second on going away from cards and fully kind of what your management service wants to let you know. So the first thing I always get when it comes to this is kind of like the, the way it wants to be seen. So kind of like how it would be seen in a picture. And it's really interesting. It's very much a like complex energy in a good way where it's you've probably seen these before in a lot of um like artist museums where they have those like liquid metals that kind of like move around and like are very uh transformative it felt very much like that where there's light and dark at the same time it very much had that kind of fluid energy not in the state of like you have to be fluid but more just it really is this interesting entity that is different than just like a straight I've had people have a straight up like duck as their their picture versus yours is very much more intangible which is really it's not good or bad it just is um so I like to give that as like the, the picture that comes through for you and the things that kind of came through for you around this was letting yourself have more fun your ideas are like good for you but it feels like there is this split focus and when I kind of asked it to like give more information about what you need to hear this is again when it goes into more poetic stuff um, is it really feels like right now your energy is kind of slipping in and out of the energy of like what the service is and what you're wanting from it. And there feels like a little bit of that, like lost charge when people initially have a service, they feel very like energetic and excited about it. This feels like a little bit like that honeymoon energy has been gone and there is a need to kind of reevaluate your relationship with how you want to be in it as there is this feeling of like protecting yourself from something by not sharing it, which we talked about in a second ago. And this part, which is weird, but promise you, it's just like walking through, was the picture of a headless horseman. And I saw that as like, there feels like this 
service has been built up such in a way where it almost like has no hierarchy in a way like not even though that you are the person there's kind of like this it's become almost its own entity which is really interesting so that was something to know when it comes to actually talking to you specifically it says you need to use me in the way I decide let me dictate you so that you release the heaviness that's been pressed upon you I am one like you driven strong and self-sufficient Yet I desire freedom in the ways I have not yet gotten. Will you step in the pieces that don't feel polished? Will you allow yourself to be seen beyond the service? I am you. And it very much felt like this big entity talking to you as well as like reminding you of your power. So how does all of this feel? Oh my God. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm interested. Can you read that again? Yeah. I told you it gets very poetic because it just, that's how it kind of like translates to my brain. And I can always send this to you afterwards as well. But it really is this part of saying, you need to use me in the way I decide. Let me dictate you so that you release the heaviness that's been pressed upon you. I am one like you, driven, strong, and self-sufficient. Yet I desire freedom in the ways I have yet not gotten. Will you step in the pieces that don't feel polished? Will you allow yourself to be seen beyond the service? I am you. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think that I have built something so unique and so powerful. And on some level, it's like fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. And and that's and so I try really hard to like make it so like specific and so like our processes are very, very unique and very, very, you know. And so because it's so unique. I think internally, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, is something bad going to happen if I just let go? And like right now, like my team is like doing like amazing and they're really good, right? So there really isn't a hierarchy, like how you were saying, like they're running the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a strategist. They're they're they're, they're running the show, like right now, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um and so, but I'm like, but what would happen? if I be the CEO, that's, yeah. that's like the thing that we're working on yeah. um, right now. And so that's kind of what I resonate with the most. Like, that's kind of what, what, what I'm thinking. So yeah, much it, it really came from that last line that, uh, that came through was the image of like this, your service, this entity of it has, it almost is like, you've probably heard of Greek mythology, but like, Titan god level status of just like really big good and like it's a really big powerful energy and reminding you as kind of like the the demigod who forgotten their power on earth to like remind yourself back of the power you have but also the freedom you have to choose what you want next or choose how you want to engage with this as well Mm, that's so interesting I have like goosebumps (laughs) I was getting those when I I was getting those when I was reading the poem usually for me that means that it's true. That's kind of like my truth bumps essentially. But I I never like to come into like the reading knowing for sure how it's going to play out because I never do. But I am happy it resonated because I'm always just like always unsure of if it's going to be me giving my bias I know you versus actually like the energy being true. So I'm happy it was true because I was like, I don't know if he feels this way, but I kind of have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you hit it. You hit it because normally I don't talk about stuff like that you know yeah I think we even talk about like I hide my feelings like a lot or us stuff, Taurus so. moons we, we, <laughs> we okay we do it 
<laughs> so when you said, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> what in the world? I know it's, it's, that's why it's so interesting doing these because it really takes like, it takes the things we think about kind of on their own path versus we're so used to being like, let's get on a podcast and talk about all the things which we're going to in a second, because now we just talked about how amazing this services energy is. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important for people to realize that the, the best CEOs, the best leaders are the ones who are willing to have conversations, whether or not they know exactly what it's going to be, because that's the truth that needs to come out. And you showing up this way gives people the allowance as well. So even if you have this offer that is polished and beautiful and bigger than yourself, you can still show up in a way that is that feels good for you that maybe you're not 100% sure about yet. And it's, it's giving yourself that permission as well. So I thank you for even being open to it. Yes, of course. Like, I thank you. I'm like, I'm so happy that I received that today. Actually, it was very validating and inspiring. <laughs> I'm happy. I, I don't think I mentioned this before I call, but uh, one of the people who I had this with, not on the podcast separate, uh, was actually Ariel of Dream Pro. So she had the same kind of feeling as well, the validation that came through because she she's also a little bit woo as well. So it is something that I, I will be sharing more about. I just noticed that it, it allows for someone to get the lessons they need without me having to be the strategist hat all the time, as you, as you know. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Okay, amazing. Well, that is the reading for this. I want us to now shift into, as we talked about, like this amazing entity that is <laughs> your YouTube service and also mm -hmm. just YouTube in general, talking about for you how you view YouTube, especially for entrepreneurs as the like lead gen conversion funnel that we don't really see it that way, especially from a linear perspective, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see YouTube as an evergreen conversion machine. Like that that's kind of like been the term that I've been using because honestly, that's what it is yeah. um, in the grand scheme of things. And um, YouTube is a search engine. It is the second largest search engine that's owned by the first largest search engine, right? Which is Google. And so the way that business owners are going to be able to use YouTube is so strategic and so much easier than I think a creator would have to use YouTube because um, like the way that we work with our clients, the way that we teach YouTube and our like YouTube funnel like framework, it's literally your expertise is the star and it is attracting people who need your help like now, right? And then is getting them to, to get on board with your own methodology, your own um, unique way of thinking, and immediately get off of YouTube and get into your sales system, right? Really mm -hmm. get into your, your email list where now you're able to type, to, to nurture them, sell to them, and do whatever you need to do in order to close the sale. And so having something like that on an evergreen um, cycle is so amazing because you don't have to rely solely on Instagram or LinkedIn, right? Or on ads. You have you have a consistent traffic source that is being um, used for your business strategically that is allowing you to get um, more and more traffic each and every month. So it's just like amazing. It is. And it's one of those few investments, I think, with business that is that like compound investment thing where it's like every month it is better. It's better and bigger than it was before. I feel that way with funnel work as well, because like when you have those things set up for you, the upfront, the first month or two might take a second to recalibrate. But as mm -hmm. you get it, it really does become a system. And I think everyone's next question after that, this is always going to be, well, do I have to create how to videos all the time? Because I think people think 
even still with YouTube and even myself, sometimes I'll get into my own rabbit hole of like, well, I want to restart my YouTube and I have to make sure I talk about, you know, how to design a sales page or whatever it is. And I feel like you do a really good job of helping people to feel like their expertise is beyond just how to. And I'd love mm-hmm. to hear how you approach or talk about it with your clients to help them to not feel like they're kind of stuck in that like how to category of whatever industry they're in. Yeah, this is something that is so popular <laughs> with um, with um, our clients when we first work with them. And here's the thing. Um, I think we have to first think about how we are using video in our marketing, right? And so when it comes to YouTube, I want all of our clients to know that each video is a powerful marketing asset for your business, right? And so, and that is beyond it being a how-to video or whatever else. And um, and in our strategy, we do have a few how-to videos, but um, a how-to video alone is not a powerful marketing asset. And the way that we um, help our clients create, like make a a simple how-to video into a powerful marketing asset is that we add more elements to it. So a how-to video um, with using like our strategy literally turns into a shifting perspectives video, just like that, right? And so, um, and one of the key elements is that is to add story to your videos, add your unique perspectives to your videos. If you're just telling someone how to do X, Y, and Z, they're, yeah, that's it. You know, that video has no value to you, right? But what if you were teaching them how to do a certain thing, right? You give them step one, step two, you're telling a story of how it relates, you're giving them action steps to do, you're also giving them unique perspectives um, and then shifting their perspectives as well. And also adding in your own client wins in the video as well or like organically like it's not like a segment in the video it's just you naturally talking about how you're able to do this and how clients that you worked with had the same issue right there's just a there's like a different way to turn a simple video into now a really powerful marketing asset that now when someone watches that video it it is a very clear next step to go to that call to action right so so that's just one thing now this doesn't mean that just <laughs> that your whole channel is just a bunch of how-to videos. That's not what I'm recommending. Like one out of the like the five videos that we recommend should be like a how-to video. There, there's a lot of other videos that we recommend. And um, the second one is like a shifting perspective video. The third one is something that like combats um, objections. Another one is um, talking about like your own personal core values. And then finally, a few case studies. So when you mix in all of those other videos with the how-to videos, you have a really, really nice diverse um, channel that's also moving the, um, the, the viewer through their own customer buying journey without them even knowing about them doing that. I think that's a really beautiful thing because it really is taking actually a lot of the work that I do when it comes to like sales pages and funnels, you're actually taking part of those sections, like the objections part, the case studies part that naturally would be a part of it and making it just a different medium and a different way of speaking about it so people can connect with it further, which is why I think it then really lends itself to lead gen and conversion because you are, you're helping to create some of the heavy work, like the heavy lifting already. Yes. And it's been a lot, it's been something that's been very helpful for our clients because they're able to the results quicker, right? And so, like, obviously, like the work of YouTube, we only, um, we only really 
show that success rate from like when, like how many people are coming over from YouTube over to um, the website, right? But what we've been able to see is that these clients are able to have higher conversion rates of people coming onto their website and taking an action and and, and getting their emails, right? Um, We've been able to um, use YouTube to warm up someone's code audience, right? Because they're not code anymore. They watch a YouTube video and we've been able to have clients have a 60% conversion rate um, from the people coming over from YouTube and opting into their email list. And that's something that is so cool, right? Um, And and so I want people who, who are listening to this podcast right now, like what do your conversion rates look like from people coming over from just your website? right like so (laughs) think about that and this person and this client is in like the tech is in like the the tech and systems industry right Mm -hmm. and we also have some clients who um don't need a 60 percent conversion rate um but a 12 percent one is um is still good good for them because they have a high ticket coaching program okay and we and and that's what we were able to do for um for her in 30 i'm in i'm sorry in three months Right. And so that's still really good. And that traffic compounds on each other month after month after month. And that's the beautiful thing about this whole YouTube funnel framework, this whole YouTube Legion strategy that I'm talking about today. That is huge. And I'm also really curious because I think you do a really good aspect of helping people not just from a variety of industries, but also with a variety of offers. Because I agree that when it comes to the work around like any type of lead gen or even funnel work, the numbers change depending on like who you're talking to, the the audience size, the the offer price point as well. Like there's so many variables that come into it. So to hear also from someone that you don't always have to have your YouTube, you know, your YouTube channel be forward facing for your courses or only like your small ticket things, you can actually get clients that are higher paying from fun or from YouTube. Yeah, it's all depending on what is the what is the goal of the video and the channel, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, what is your core offer? And so, one of the things in, inside our YouTube funnel um, framework is that we tie everything is tied to what is your offer, and then what and then your offer is tied to what is the best thing for someone to opt into in order to be easily sold this this offer, right? And so, um, which is like which is for you and I, basic information, but for other people, it is not simple. It is it's not that simple. It makes it feel like it's like a mountain for them that, that to mm-hmm. like accomplish because if there's something, there is a barrier. I feel like as strategists uh, at heart is we can see the big picture and chunk it down very easily. But mm-hmm. as we realize, and as you realize, I know for sure, is like clients don't always have that same view when it comes to like things like marketing, not because they can't, but just it sometimes can take a lot longer or take more like trial and error, which is why what you do, especially on the done for you side, the strategy side, even your shop, it's to help to to shorten that that trial and error. Because even, and I'll, I'm a huge fan of being a guinea pig for a second. Like when I did my YouTube a couple of years ago, when I was doing ads, I, I followed a framework that was similar to like the spider web strategy where you do like topics around like the same thing around your core offer, but I left out my heart. I left out my stories. I talked about like the client wins, but it was so how to specific or so like technical that the people who would come were not aligned for me. And that's why I think this part you talked about the, 
truly knowing that you're making this be part of your like personal brand more than just a you know how-to video here and there is really important especially for people who want to become thought leaders because I think what you do especially Mm -hmm. with these people is help them to also have a presence that when they maybe want to pitch for going on like speaking events or stuff like that they also have now have this huge um, presence that is beyond just social media that they can pull from. Yes, like that's something that is so important to me. And and that's really why I love the way that we teach YouTube. It's so different because it is specifically for business owners, right? I like there are some YouTube programs or things like that that are helping more so like people just like grow their channel, right? Because because everyone thinks the goal is to be monetized and get sponsorships and ad deals and things like that. But for our clients who are business owners, who are smart as hell, who have programs, who have high ticket services, who have digital products or whatever, their money is in their brain, right? Is in their information, is in their skill set. So like the way that we teach it um, different is because like there are some other YouTube coaching programs or YouTube experts that that teach a little bit differently, right? And their way is not wrong. But one thing that I love about the way that I teach YouTube is that it is specifically designed for business owners. Um, for a business owner, their goal is to get people to buy their stuff. <laughs> that is the goal, right? It's not really to be famous. It's not really to get AdSense. It's not to entertain people, right? Like how creators' um, jobs are, right? They get a piece of ad revenue for every like view that they're able to bring in um, to their channel, right? That's what their goal is. Their goal is to keep the person on YouTube for as long as possible. And that's not the job of a business owner's YouTube channel. Um, And so we don't really care as much like how long they stay on YouTube. We care about um, what do they need to see in order to take the next step, which is getting off of YouTube. And it's huge. Like, yeah. So it's so awesome. Oh my gosh. I just want to like reference this for a second for those who are curious as well, because I haven't shared this often either that when I was doing ads, people cared so much around like the cost per lead, you know, like the CPL, I'm getting as low as possible, but then their leads were bad because they're focusing so much on like a vanity metric that was that when the conversion matters more and what you do specifically, which is really, really important is like with you two, that vanity metric is retention or it's not like it's a vanity metric, but for business owners, it's a vanity metric. Mm-hmm. So to hear you talk about this, I think hopefully gives people also this relief to be like, I don't have to try and strive to get that 4,000 hour mark or whatever it is to, to partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we don't, like we have our clients channels do not, they're not in the YouTube partner program. Um, my channel is not in the YouTube partner program, <laughs> but I'm still able to get leads. I'm still able to get sales. I'm still build, building my brand. Like, I think that we have to get um, out of that habit of, of thinking like the creator, like the influencer, right? And YouTube has, has done a great job at um, getting more creators up on the platform. That's great. That is their job. But like, I think um, I need uh, like us business owners to understand that we are not them. We can be creators at times, you know, that's awesome. But if you're trying to use YouTube for Legion, you cannot think like a creator. You're going to spend so much more time and you're going to be extending your buyer's journey even longer than what it really needs to be if you don't use YouTube like um, strategically as a business owner. 
I, I think that's something that I wish more people would understand. Especially, I feel like YouTube, thankfully, has gotten enough recognition to realize like it is an investment in a lot of ways versus there's other you know other type of lead gen stuff that can be a lot more shiny hence as um and <laughs> i i think it's beautiful that you you really approach it from that business perspective while also making sure you don't like basically help your people get pigeonholed into like just one avenue you're helping them to really show the breadth of their work through these like five type of videos and i'm curious if there is all those five videos through different industries are there any that always seem to be like the banger videos or like the, the style of video types that seem to like really connect with people or convert people because I think everyone's always curious about like does case studies I've noticed for me like for podcast wise case studies case study episodes always do great or whatever it might be do you find that there is a through line from the videos that you do with people that seem to always like really do whatever the goal you're trying to get to so with the with the framework, like it's it's kind of like the videos work together. Um, the videos really do work together. Um, if you if we were to base it off of view count, right? Like, like I mean, we shouldn't, but like um, just to let you know, like the videos that get the most views are our anchor videos, which are, are those um, those how to tutorial type videos. But it's supposed to be that way because we have strategically uh, we want to bring in people, so we have like special videos that are created just for search volume and low yeah. competition right and but but that video alone doesn't um doesn't make the conversion sometimes mm -hmm. and so sometimes it does take the shifting perspectives video and the combating objection videos right and so just just getting them, them to, to think to think differently and to get in the same um the same like mindset as the expert um and the case study videos and core value videos do work, but what happens is uh, we teach our clients to add in case studies in those other three videos anyway. So I don't want to say, so I think the case studies do work, but we have them inside the, the other videos as well. But um, we like to just have videos on the actual channel that are just there for case studies period <laughs> as well, just to add more um, bingeable content for the person uh, instead of them having to like, kind of like watch a video, find the case study. Like it's kind of like a, it it just kind of works all together if it you will. It truly is a funnel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I actually, when you mentioned it, the how-to, if I, again, funnel brain, it's like the how-to is a top of funnel type mm -hmm. of stuff. Then the other ones are more like the middle of funnel. Like they're the warming, the nurturing for you. And then I, for, for this, the the end goal would be then them going off of YouTube and getting onto the, the often or whatever is the thing you're trying to get them to. Mm -hmm. So I think if people think about it in that perspective, it helps them to see that it's all valuable because they all serve a certain type of purpose. Yes, yes. That's the um that's the thing to where it's like you can't just be successful with YouTube by just doing how-to videos, right? Like a lot of um of people do it before they come to us and they're like, YouTube didn't work for me. I just feel like I'm just giving away free content. And I'm like, well, yeah, girl, you are. <laughs> so <laughs> what are we <laughs> And it's like, that's why you feel really mad at YouTube, but it's not YouTube, it's you and you not having a strategy. Um, and so it's like, they all can't really work to, they all have to work together because um, the anchor videos, like how we talked about bringing the most traffic, 
right? And so you are, so every time that you post an anchor video and every month that that video gets more and more views, um, that's increasing the amount of people who are now um, experiencing your brand, experiencing your expertise and who want to, and who want to learn more about you, um, right? And so these other additional videos help you help you solidify yourself as an authority and build trust at, at the same time. Now those videos may not um, rank as high as the anchor videos, but they still play a role. So you can't just use one of the videos and think that, you know, it 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 will work. They really do work all together. I think something that might be really helpful for people as we like go to the end of the episode is really helping people to reframe I think the natural objections they have around YouTube, one always being that like they they feel like it's too robotic or that, you know, like they feel like they're talking very weirdly to a camera or they're like, it's too much editing. What are your responses to people who naturally have that, like the desire for YouTube, but also the aversion to sometimes the work that can be YouTube? Yeah, I think that we put a lot more pressure on ourselves and what we need to. Um, I like to tell like my clients that, you are on YouTube to share your expertise. You're not on YouTube, like you're not on YouTube to um, have like a whole TV show, right? Your things don't have to be highly produced. Um, and 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 I think that's like a block for people to where they feel like they have, like it has to be highly produced because it's them. But um, I really want um, y'all to, to, to just think about it, right? If you're, put, put yourself in your lead's shoes, okay? So if you, are looking for something and you're searching and someone has the answer and you're watching their video are you saying oh i hate that ugly carpet in the back no like no <laughs> you're like you're like oh shit this is good okay let me like you know you're you're listening to what they're saying in the video right and so you really have to think about like and and so think about that like who is really no one really cares about the camera that you're using or the motion graphics that you're using, right? When you're using YouTube for lead generation, you only need a camera, like like a phone or a webcam and some natural lighting and you're good to go because your expertise is the star. It's not about you. And um, if you feel like you do need to have that, then that's something that you need to work out. But don't say that that's that that is a must have, you know what I'm saying? That is something that you are choosing to do. And so yeah. you're choosing not to get leads with YouTube now because of this vanity thing that's happening with, with, with you, right? So it's like, that's kind of what you have to figure out. Like, is it worth you waiting to have a videographer, a video editor, all this other stuff um, before you start helping people? Before Which, you start getting them in it into your cell system, because if you're not going to do it, someone else is going to do it, and that someone else may not be the best fit for that person. That has been one of my biggest motivators. Has been like the idea of having people who are you know have my similar core values, but go to someone who doesn't have the same. Where they, especially with funnel work, you know they they make them like take all the personality out. They go very manipulative of like the emotions of, of it and everything like that. I'm like, I need to get myself out there so I can help with people. Because like you said, the idea of how, having those people then go off and do some someone else's program, which then ends up spending more money on, they didn't really need, they're now in further of a pocket. Mm-hmm. You can use, you can outsource sometimes that motivation in case you can't give it to yourself. Because I 100% agree as someone who, again, with my old channel, I bought the the camera I had the freaking background of like plain blue background. <laughs> like I I did it and I 
hated it, but not because of like what I knew it could be, but because I was putting so many like extra like layers of friction for me to even start. Like the idea of having to set up the ring light, having to turn on the camera, having to then sit down, having to do these things. Like it's so much work when you oh my god are putting all of this stuff on yourself. When in reality, you know your your stuff. You just have to structure it in a way that like you help your people out with to to have it present well. But your camera, like the more more often I use my video, my like computer camera, I'm like, it's not that bad, actually. It's not that bad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I went on like, like all of last year or the past two years, I went on, I did like a challenge to where I stopped using my DSLR and I started using my Logitech Brio webcam to show people that you can still um, do YouTube videos with a webcam and some light and still get clients, still get leads um, all through YouTube. And I have been crazy successful doing that. <laughs> and I think that's an amazing challenge. So it's like, so now I'm like, look, I don't, you, you don't have to have the fancy camera, right? Upgrade when you up level or upgrade when you're ready. Um, but you don't have to do it right now. You can always do better later. I think that's huge. And the final thing I'd love for people to understand from you as well is like, if you were to talk to someone who is like on the verge, they've had that thought of, I've been needing to start YouTube for months now. What is kind of like, a step or action that could be their next thing to help them to start the momentum going again. Yeah, I I would say. Wait, say your question again. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so mainly the question is for those who are curious about wanting to start up YouTube. Maybe it's like their second time doing it or the first time. But what would be like the step or the tip or like the exercise, something that they can kind of like walk away with to begin that momentum for them? Mm -hmm. I would say. Start with what you have. Create this as frictionless as possible. Um, start with what you have. Use your phone. Use a webcam. And to just get started, start posting about your expertise. That's all that you need to do. Okay? Um, and that is the easiest thing to get started. It's just posting your expertise, um, how to do this, how to like, like the best ways to do this. Like just make a list of all the things that you could possibly talk about um, as a starter. You know, like if that's, if you don't have me in your corner, if you don't have a course for me, start Which out you should by, go by talking. Now. <laughs> talk, I just want you to start out with doing your expertise. Do not do a video about why you're on YouTube now. Don't do that. Don't like, care about that. You're making it more harder. You're, you're wasting time. You know what I'm saying? Post videos about your expertise. The goal is to rank on YouTube so that these videos can last forever. <laughs> it's true. That's why like doing seasonality-based stuff is just like not important for you to do versus finding that ever. It's like that the true evergreen conversion system that it can be is through YouTube. And I, I will say also for anybody who's curious as also a marketing person, there is a huge trend back with this longer form content that I'm seeing. Like everyone is everyone out of the woodwork starting to do YouTube again. And I, I'm hoping that that stays because it allows also you, the, the creator, to have more depth in your content versus always having to do like TikToks or reels that are 15 seconds or 90 seconds. So I'm hoping that this will hopefully help people to see that you can start and also hire Jamar because you need to work with them. Like I, I really believe with this kind of work, especially with when you're trying to create a system from YouTube, not just like a one-off video, the strategy is really, really important. Yes. And, and I just want to add this one thing, um, Danielle, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. I have a free training that everyone can um, download called the YouTube strategy blueprint. 
um, it will give you um, like the three things that that people do whenever they're starting a YouTube channel that is wrong. So the mistakes that you make, but also um, a step-by-step um, walkthrough of what you should be doing to really make a good strategy for YouTube, okay? And then also giving you your next steps and how to evaluate if your sales system is actually working for you or if you need to maybe switch up some things. So that that training, I'm gonna give you the link link to that. Yes. So you can probably put it inside the show notes, but it's gonna be like a great start for you um, if you're looking to get started with YouTube the right way. I also love that you do it as a video, which then very mimics the, the medium that is YouTube as well. <laughs> <laughs> you so already know. <laughs> you're you're on it. So I will put that down in the show notes below. Everyone could go check it out. Can check out also the offerings that you have because you really help people at nearly every price point, I feel like, with what you offer. So you will find something that works for you. And obviously mm-hmm. reach out to Jamar of all the Instagram below. He is a wealth of knowledge and also just like really fun to go watch anyway on Instagram. So go check him out on everywhere. And thank you so much, Jamar, for being on here. I know we could talk about this for ages and we might even do like a part two, depending on how much further we want to go down the road because YouTube's yes. not going anywhere and we need to start using it. Yes, for, for real. So yeah, I'm down for part two, honey. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a good rest of your week. See you then. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in to the online presence podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go down and give a five-star review. And if you want to continue the conversation, be sure to follow us at Danielle Clem with three M's on Instagram. And if you're ready to take your scaling journey to the next level, head over to danielleclem.com for our own life-changing offers. See you on the interwebs and in the next episode.